0: do you have goals for your life do you want to grow in god join me as we deep dive into real and relevant strategies that ignite you to seek god and slay goals hey y'all get ready for a discussion about life business relationships and more all from a biblical perspective and i'm your host felicia l henry We're gonna break this up into three different parts and then we'll be in and out of the way. So we're gonna talk about prerequisites, we're gonna talk about preparation, and then we're gonna talk about problem solving, okay? So prerequisites, we're talking about setting goals. So before you go to write out your goals, set your goals, there are some prerequisites or there are some things that you should be doing prior to that or some things that you need to have um, before you start setting your goals. And so the number one thing, the first thing that you must do as a prerequisite is that you must consult God, right? So we're talking, we're here in the Seek God, Slay Goals movement. We're talking about seeking God first and then slaying our goals. Um, In order for us to do that, we must consult God first. And why this is important is because a lot of times we can just be out here doing things that God did not ordain for us to do or doing things that God did not intend for us to to be doing. And so we're pursuing goals, we're wasting time, or we're struggling trying to do something that we weren't even supposed to be doing in the first place. So I'm going to give you guys a few scriptures um, that you can write down um, that relates to Consulting God. So in Consulting God, you want to write these down, Proverbs 16 and 3 this says commit your work to the Lord and and your plans will be established. Proverbs 16, 9, it says the heart of man man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And Proverbs 19 and 21, it says many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And so basically what I just said, we can be creating these goals for ourselves, but if they are not God ordained goals, if they're not goals that are in line with the purpose that God has for us is all in vain, okay? So the prerequisite, we're talking about setting goals. The first prerequisite is that you must consult God. And the scriptures again are Proverbs 16, three, Proverbs 16, nine, and Proverbs nineteen twenty one. So after you consult God, then number two, the next prerequisite is only two. The next one is that you must have faith, okay? And faith is belief. So let's just say you set a goal. Let's keep the the goal of buying a house, okay? You have to believe that it's actually possible for you to buy the house um, because your faith is what is going to fuel you to execute, right, during the process. So you have to have faith. You have to consult God and you have to have faith. These are prerequisites to you setting your goals. So Matthew chapter 14, uh, verses... 28 through 31. I'm going to read it really quick in case you don't have your Bible. Um, And most of these scriptures are in the ESV version. So it says, and Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? So just a little back backdrop about what's happening. The disciples um, were with Jesus. They had just fed the multitude with the fish and the five loaves of bread, and uh, Jesus had sent them away to, to the other side, and he stayed back. So The disciples, they, you know, they have been traveling on the sea for a while. So, Jesus, to catch up to them, he starts walking on water. And so, they see him, they're scared, they think it's a ghost, but Jesus is like, No, it's just me. And so, then Peter, he's like, Okay, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to the water on you, right? So, he had faith, he believed that it was possible for him to walk on water because he told Jesus, Okay, if it's you, tell me to walk out on the water. Jesus told him to come and peter started walking on the water but then he started peter started looking at the wind and he got scared and then his faith diminished and he began to sink and so when we're talking about faith you not only have to have faith to um execute at the start but you have to have faith to execute throughout the entire process so peter he had faith in the beginning right because he had enough faith to be able to say okay i'm gonna come out i'm gonna get out of the boat and i'm gonna walk on water which is something that sounds crazy, right? But he did not have enough faith to believe that he could uh, continue to walk on water. And so, again, this is a pre- prerequisite that we need when we're setting our goals. We have to have faith to execute at the beginning of the process, and also we need to have faith to execute throughout the entire process, okay? So, again, that scripture was Matthew 14, Um verses 28 through 31, and the whole context of this the story, it starts a little higher. I don't know what verse it starts, maybe like 24 or 25. Okay, so those are the prerequisites um, to you starting to set your goals. You have to consult God first, so you're just not out here setting some random goals that aren't in alignment with where God would have you to be. And then you also, you need to have faith, right? You've gotta have faith to execute at the start of the process, and faith to execute throughout the entire process. Because just like in the story with Peter, there are going to be some things that are going to come up as roadblocks and hindrances to you achieving your goals. And we'll talk about, that's the last thing we're gonna talk about tonight is problem solving for those things that um, come up to as roadblocks for us when we're trying to pursue our goals. So we're gonna move on now to the preparation. So the preparation is really you you setting the goal and you creating your plan, and there's a whole lot of different ways that you can do this, right? So I'm just sharing with you guys how I do it. You can take from it what works for you, throw out what doesn't work, but this is just what I do. I use what's called a goal slaying system, and it's an acronym, so S-L-A-Y, and I'm going to go through what each letter stands for. The S it stands for set your intentions. Okay, set your intentions. So this is really going back to you being in alignment with what God would have you to do. This is really um, talking about if you have done any type of research on goals or anything you hear the phrase smart goals. Um, And I do use that acronym smart goals, but I tweak it a little bit. So I'll share with you guys what I use for smart goals. So smart goals. I use. Specific, measurable, it aligns. So it's in alignment with the word of God and what, what God would have for you to be doing. It's relevant, again, it's relevant to your purpose, it's relevant to your future, um, and then it's time-bound, okay? So specific, measurable, it aligns, it's relevant and time-bound. So when you are looking to, when you start setting your goals, it should have these five components to it, okay? So we're, we're, we're talking about the goal laying system, which is an acronym, S-L-A-Y. The S means set your intentions. So this is where we actually set the goal. We create the goal, okay? The L stands for list, learn, leap. List, learn, LEAP. So in this part of it, this is where you are listing out every step of the process. So everything that you need to do in order to achieve this goal. Um, And then you're listing out also every resource that you are going to need in order to reach this goal. So listing out the steps and listing out the resources, right? So list, learn, and then LEAP is just actually taking the action, you know, jumping, doing it, right? So that's what the L is, list, learn, LEAP. The A stands for act consistently with accountability. Act consistently with accountability, right? So this is, again, you doing the work, doing it on a consistent basis and having some level of accountability. And then the Y, the Y stands for yield and evaluate results so after you've been acting for a while after you've been putting things into place um, you should be seeing some results you should be getting some results Um, and so this is where you really look to see okay what what are the results of the the energy um, that I've been putting into this and what's working what's not working and tweaking from there okay so that's what it stands for S L A Y. set your intentions list learn leap act consistently with accountability and then yield and evaluate results okay for example let's just okay let me just also tell you this the way I kind of break up my goals I break them up into categories just to make it easier to list them out so I'll have a faith goals category category business goals category personal goals category personal business family and finances okay so those are the five different categories that I will have that I'll use to categorize the different goals that I'm trying to set for the year I'll do a financial goals example so I know a lot of people want to save money so instead of just saying my goal is to save money this year you want to set a goal that's smart specific measurable in alignment relevant in time bail so instead of just saying i'm going to save money this year you can say something like okay i want to save a thousand dollars for what are you saving a thousand dollars for and this is important because this is where you can measure if it's in alignment this is where you can measure if it's in alignment with god's purpose for you in alignment with god's word um, why are you saving the $1,000, right? Are you saving $1,000 so you can give it to the homeless? Are you saving $1,000 to for your retirement? Are you saving $1,000 so you can buy a home? Or are you saving $1,000 so you can go to Miami and get drunk and turn up right so your why is very important right so this is why i say you need to make sure that it's in alignment with god's word and where god would have you and also it's relevant to your purpose okay so instead of just saying i'm going to save a thousand dollars this year okay i'm going to save a thousand dollars to go towards my new home or whatever your whatever is going towards by june 30th right and so now you have a date for where you can track, you have a date for when you should have this goal set. So far, we've talked about the prerequisites to setting a goal. The prerequisites are that you must consult God and that you must have faith. You must have faith to faith to help you execute at the start um, of the process and also to execute throughout the entire process. Those are your prerequisites. And then in prep in preparing and setting your goals. Um, You, you can use the goal slaying system. Slay is an acronym that stands for setting your intentions, list, learn, leap, acting consistently with accountability, and then yielding and evaluating results. So uh, using the SMART goals was the first part of the slaying goal system, the setting your intentions. So if we go back to the example of the podcast, right? So I've already, I've set the goal, I've set my intention. I wanna start a podcast for Christian women, a weekly podcast for Christian women, by the first Friday in April I've set my intention right so now after I've set my intention now it's time to go to the next phase which is list learn leap. and so this is where okay I said I want to start a podcast so now I have to list out all of the steps that it's going to take for me to actually make this podcast happen and so if you don't really know what you need to do this is where you go to somebody who does know What you need to do and that's what i did i went and i down i bought a resource that's literally a list and the steps that you need to take in order to produce a podcast and so you're listing every step that you need to take in order to um execute this goal and then also listing all of the resources that you're that you're going to need so your resources can be uh, financial resources so how much money is this going to cost you And also human resources. Is there a certain type of help that you're going to need? So you want to think through these things before you start. There's a scripture that talks about, um, I have to give, I have to look it up and find the exact, find the exact exactly where it's at, but it's a scripture that talks about um, counting the cost of doing something before you do it. Um, So Listing, list out the steps and list out the resources that you need. And then learning is, okay, learning the process. What is it that you might need to do? I've never done a podcast before, so I have to learn what what it actually takes to to do a podcast, right? If you're trying to save money, um, okay, what are the steps that, that... let me use a different example. If you have a faith goal, right? Let's just say your faith goal for the year is you want to study, study your Bible one hour in the morning and one hour at night consistently for the year, right? So in order for you to do that, listing out the steps for you might look something like, okay, I need to wake up every day at six o'clock a.m. So I need to set my alarm for six a.m. In order for me to wake up at six a.m., I need to go to bed at night. So I need to be in bed by midnight, right? So these are the things, you're just thinking through the process and listing out everything that needs to happen in order for you to reach this goal. It may look like, okay, I have to cut my phone off at night so in the morning I'm not reaching for my phone and checking for my notifications. Um, This might look like, okay, I need to go buy a Bible because I want a tangible Bible and I want to be able to study and highlight stuff, right? Or I need to go buy a notebook so I can take notes, right? So this is what listing looks like. It's just thinking through the process and listing out every step. That you might need and every resource that you might need in order to be successful throughout the process okay so back to the example with the podcast list learn leap so list I already have my list of what i need to do i'm learning you know the different platforms that i need to use in order to host a podcast and all these different things and then leaping is literally okay now i have all this information now i have to actually do it now i have to actually schedule my guest interviews. i have to sign up for an account Um, for a a podcast platform account, right? I have to get podcast music intro made, all these different things, right? So that's what leaping looks like. It looks like doing the work. After you have all of the information, after you know the resources, after you've learned what you need to learn, now you need to just do it, right? And then after that, it's at consistently with accountability. So I have somebody who, well, I told y'all and I told my circle of friends, like, look, we're going to do a podcast. But I have one person who's like really going to be my accountability partner to make sure that I get this done. And she's like, when I first told her about it back in December and I told her we were going to launch in April, she was like, well, why, why so long? Like you could do this in a couple of weeks, but I'm like, okay. We're going to wait till April because I want to make sure that I'm prepared, right? For me, that's what I need. I need to feel like I'm a little bit more prepared. So we're going to do it in April. But she's holding me accountable and she's asking me what's going on with the podcast or you know, where are you at with the planning and all of these things. And so having that accountability piece is really um, beneficial when you are in this process of trying to reach your goals, okay? And then once I actually start doing these things, I'll be able to see, okay, I'm yielding, now I'm in the last phase, yield and evaluate results, I'll be able to see, you know, okay, how I really like the process, so maybe I find that when I'm doing these podcast um, episodes, I might find that I don't really like doing interviews a lot, and I just want to talk, or vice versa, right, so I might switch up, switch that up, right, so this is where you just evaluate what you've been doing, um, and you see what works. For you and what doesn't work for you um you know i might find that i like batch recording my podcast you know like doing them all at once whatever you you yield your results and you evaluate okay so that's what the process would look like for you setting your goals and again you can break it down into different categories i just do it that way to make it easier um, that's just how my brain works so i have different categories again personal business faith family and finances and I do it like that and I do like one to three no more than three in each category for the year okay so we talked about prerequisites we talked about preparation now I'm going to go into the last part of this where we're talking about problem-solving and this is where um, I asked some questions, you know, what were, on social media I was asking questions, like what were some of the reasons why you weren't able to reach your goals? And you guys gave a lot of answers and I went through all of the answers and found the most common. And so this is what we're gonna talk about. When these different things come up, how do you combat these so that they don't stop you from reaching your goals? Let me just tell you guys what the top five, um, I'll call them hindrances were. The top five hindrances, to us not reaching our goals or things that were stopping us from not reaching our goals. The number one was fear. Number one was fear. Number two was anxiety. Um, number three was the lack of or the misuse of resources. Number four was procrastination. And then number five was overthinking. Okay, so now as I was studying and you and you look at all this all of these different topics fear, anxiety, resources, uh procrastination, overthinking, these are all spiritual problems, and spiritual problems require spiritual solutions. So let's first talk about fear, since fear was fear was the, the one that was most common. So when I started looking this up, uh the phrase fear not. In the King James version version of the the Bible it appeared 63 different times in the Bible the phrase fear not right so obviously fear is a a huge issue with with human nature um, because the Bible is telling us in in 63 times to fear not right some of those instances were God speaking and other instances you know were other characters but for the most part it was god that was saying fear not and then after he said fear not there was a statement of statement of reassurance of some type of promise right so for example i'm I'm gonna give you guys a couple of scriptures so genesis 26 and 24 it says and the lord appeared unto him the same night and said i am the god of abraham thy father fear not That's the fear not. And then he says, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. So he's saying, fear not. And then all these other promises, I'm I'm gonna bless thee, right? I'm with you. I'm gonna multiply your seed. Um, Joshua eight and one, it says, and the Lord said unto Joshua, fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and arise. Go up to Ai, see, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people. I don't know if that's supposed to say Ai, if I'm supposed to pronounce it a different way, but y'all get what I'm saying. And his people and his city and his land. So God is saying, fear not, I have given you, I have given the king and his people into your hand. Okay, Luke 1 and 13, it says, but the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, right? So we should not be fearing. We should not be fearing. And I can boldly say this because there, Second Timothy, one of my favorite scriptures, it says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so if you've heard me talk at all about fear, you already know what I'm about to say. If God did not give us the spirit of fear, then that means that this spirit came from the enemy and he he uses it as a tactic to keep us from our purpose, to keep us from our promises, right? So God didn't give us the spirit of fear. And when we allow fear to stop us from pursuing our goals, our God ordained goals, when we allow fear to stop us, we are co-signing the plans of the enemy, right? So that's just something to think about as you are in pursuit of your goals and you feel fear in the moment, what are you going to do? Are you going to um, allow the enemy to stop you from pursuing your goal or are you going to bring to remembrance this scripture that God did not give us the spirit of fear, right? He didn't give us the spirit of fear, but the scripture goes on to say, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, right? So he didn't give us fear, but he did give us these things. He gave us power, and power means strength or ability. So he has already, whatever goal that you are currently in pursuit of or you are about to be in pursuit of because you have consulted God, because you know that this is a God-ordained thing for you to be doing, then God has already given you the strength, he has already given you the ability to see this thing through, okay? And then it also says a sound mind. And sound mind, when you look up what that really means, sound mind, it really means uh, self control, moderation, and discipline. Self control, moderation, and discipline. And this goes, this kind of leads into some of the other things that we struggle with in terms of, I mentioned, let or misuse of resources. Misuse of resources should not be happening if we have if God has has given us the ability to be disciplined. And so a lot of times fear comes up when we rely on our own ability instead of God. We're relying on our own power, we ain't got no power. That's why we are fearing because we're like, I can't do this, I don't know if I can do this. No, we can't do it. But through Christ we can do it because God has given us the ability we can Right. It's through God it's through Christ that we are able to do these things. It's not in our own power. It's not in our own strength. Right. Just go to the Bible. And so as you are in pursuit of your goals and these things start to come up, you just have to remind yourself of what the scripture says. The scripture says to fear not. It says that God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he did give us power and love and of a sound mind. Um, so anxiety, let's talk about anxiety a little bit. So anxiety is when you're in trouble with something or you're worried about something. Philippians 4 and 6, it says, be anxious for nothing. And that nothing, it means don't worry. So literally it's saying, don't worry about anything or anyone. When you look up that word, that phrase, nothing. Don't be worried about what people are going to say, right? That's why we start to worry. That's why we get anxious because we, we're concerned about, oh, what are people gonna say? Or are people gonna think that I'm a fraud? Or all these different things, right, that come up that are related to anxiety. But the scripture says, be anxious for nothing, right? So we shouldn't be worried about any of these things. And so the solution is that, okay, the scripture tells us that we should be praying. So be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. And then, what's going to happen? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is going to guard your hearts and your mind. Worry is in the mind; you're thinking about things. This is this also addresses overthinking. So you're you're going to have peace, and you're going to uh, your your mind is going to be kept when you pray and give these things over to God, and not be concerned about anything or anyone kind of literally like being unbothered 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 in Christ right not unbothered in a rude way <laughs> unbothered in Christ so that was anxiety so lack of resources and misuse of resources resources a lot of time when we talk about resources we're talking about money it may also mean you know you might not have help right? A lot of scriptures that talk about money in the Bible. Right. One of them, Deuteronomy, I think it's eight and 18, talks about how God gives us the power to obtain wealth. So if you're feeling like you don't have the resources to do something, you have to ask yourself, okay, have you tapped into that power that the Bible says that God has given you? Spiritual problems require spiritual solutions. If we're talking about. Okay, you might need some help. You you don't have the resources. You don't have the, the manpower that you need. Proverbs 3, 3 through 4, it says this. It says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. So you have to ask yourself, have I been steadfast in love? Have I been steadfast in faithfulness? Because the scripture says that if I have been, that I'm going to find favor and success with God and man. So if you are not experiencing these things that should be happening according to the scripture, you then have to ask yourself, what well, have I been doing? what the scripture has been telling me to do so that I can experience these things. Matthew 25 and 23. This is a snippet of the story um, of the talents where the master, there were three different uh, servants and the master gave one one talent, he gave another two and then he gave another five. And in um, Matthew 25 and 23, he says, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much, enter into the joy of your master. And so this kind of, this addresses the whole issue of misuse of resources. You can't expect, okay, let's be realistic for a second. You can't expect God to give you a a million dollars. Forget a million dollars, six figures. If he has given you a job where you're generating $40,000 a year, whatever, and you are not faithful with that $40,000, you haven't been faithful over what he's given you, so you're not gonna get more so if you're expecting a certain thing you have to look at what you've been doing if you're not getting the results that you are expecting you can't expect to get a new car if you're behind on your car payments now and you don't take care of the car that you got but you you name it and claim it a new car, but you ain't taking care of the one that you got and not paying the, the car note on it now. That's not really how it works. So you have to look at your actions. You have to look at your habits. You have to look at what you've been doing to see if it's in alignment with what the Bible, with what the word is telling us to do. Procrastination. Procrastination is delaying or postponing something. A good scripture for you guys to read, a good passage is the passage about the ant. And it's in Proverbs, Proverbs 6, verses 6 through 11. And so I'm going to read it real quick. It says, go to the ant, O sluggard; consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. So she's not waiting. She's not putting off preparing her food. You know what I'm saying? She is doing it in the summertime where she could be chilling. She could be on vacation, but she's preparing. She's not putting putting it off. She's not procrastinating. And then as scripture goes on to say, how long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. So basically, I don't need to say nothing else about that. Y'all get it. And then overthinking, when we overthink, we are, instead of executing, we are playing different scenarios in our head. We're, conti- we're stuck in the, the planning and preparation phase. We're stuck listing. We're stuck learning. And we never leap. And that prevents us from executing. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So, yes, the prerequisite to setting goals is that we have to have faith. But if you don't actually act on that faith, it's dead. It don't mean nothing. You ain't going, like, you're not going to reach your goal. That's what it is. So, we can't be overthinking because overthinking stops us from taking action. Faith without works is dead. Okay. So, those were the top five. And so, really, if you're struggling with any of those things fear, anxiety, procrastination, I'm missing one, overthinking. Okay, and lack of and misuse of resources. If you're struggling with any of those things, or if you're, you know, you start pursuing your goal and you find, okay, that that becomes a roadblock, then just go to the Word of God and see what the Bible says about it. And then evaluate your actions to see if maybe, okay, you need to be shifting how you're operating, right? And you just have to pray, you know, okay, if you are struggling with managing your resources properly, okay, ask God to give you the ability and the strength to manage them properly. Or, you know, if you are struggling with anxiety, um, no, if you're struggling with fear, you know, declare that scripture over yourself. You know, God did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Declare those things because words have power, right? Uh, We know that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so what you speak, is going to be very powerful throughout this journey of you setting your goals and pursuing your goals and ultimately achieving your goals if you are constantly saying oh my god i'm so scared i don't know how i'm gonna do this then that's what's going to manifest you're going to be scared and you're going to talk yourself out of doing something right or if you're constantly saying oh my gosh i don't have enough money to make this happen then you're not going to have enough money you have to speak something different you have to speak what the word of god says and the word of god does not speak lack and so you have to speak that you are the lender and not the borrower borrower you have to speak that god has given you the power to obtain wealth and so god let this this power that you have given me let it be activated you have to speak work god right now i'm I'm feeling sluggish i'm feeling like i don't i, I can't execute. Um, but your word says that faith without works is dead. So God, give me the desire to do the work, right? So you have to speak something differently so that your actions can line up with the word of God. Alrighty. Prerequisites, preparation, problem solving. Your prerequisites are you have to consult God and your, uh, and you have to have faith to execute at the beginning and faith to execute throughout the entire process your preparation is that you can set your goals using the goal slaying system slay stands for set your intentions set your intentions using the smart goal method smart goal specific measurable it's in alignment with god's word and his purpose it's relevant to the to your purpose in your future And it is time bound. So that's S, set your intentions, using the SMART goal method. List, learn, leap, that's the L. The A is act consistently with accountability. The Y is yield results and evaluate. And then problem solving, when you come up against roadblocks, when you come up, up against things that start to hinder you from reaching your goals, fear, anxiety, lack of or misuse resources overthinking procrastination go to the word of god speak the word of god in those different areas and adjust your actions accordingly thank you for tuning in to the seek god slay goals podcast stay connected with us on facebook and instagram at seek god slay goals